The whole scrunched up grandma face, like, why you got your hand in the cookie jar? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, I want to start off with talking about what we ended with last time, our not settling for 2017 list. Because we said that we were going to share know, at the top of the next episode. So I wrote two things down of what <laughs> I'm not settling with in 2017. Um... So the first thing is traveling where I want. Um, mm. I feel like over the last few years, I've wanted to travel so much, but situations where I couldn't, money, um, a lot of times if we're traveling with friends, they don't have the money when you have the money. Um, and I think this year I'm over that shit. So <laughs> <laughs> I actually planned a trip for my birthday to go out of the country and I have a couple of friends who have said they want to go um, and will let me know if finances and all that, blah, blah, blah. But she is booked and she is going with or without anybody following her. So Come I'm on. traveling where I want, how I want. Come on. Going to be on my eat, pray, love type journey. So that's the first thing. The second thing I am not settling with is being vocal about the things that I want and need both professionally and personally. So at work, if I need a new whatever for whatever, I'm gonna be vocal about it and not sit on it. In my personal life, if I need something from a family member or a partner, I'm not gonna sit on it, because in the past I would. I was wow. very quiet about things that I want and needed and it all backfired at the end. So. I'm speaking up <laughs> when it happens. Um, I might be a little too vocal, but that's what I'm not selling with in 2017. Nicole, yeah. that's dope. That eat, pray, love bit. Yep. So she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Is that going to be next season? Um. So I have two things as well. Okay. My first one is. Not settling for anything that reeks of scarcity, and I feel like that encompasses so many different things yeah from i mean friendship choices uh being in spaces i don't want anything that reeks of scarcity i'm not going i can't settle for it can we what do you mean by that like like that's so broad scarcity not having enough mm-hmm. really fear like okay. at the end of the day anything not settling for for anything that puts you in a fear kind of mindset. Like, I'm not going to go after this because I might not get it. Or, mm. 
You know what I mean? Like holding yourself back or limiting, going back to our last show, min- anything that minimizes you, okay. um, reduces you because of fear, not being your biggest self because of fear or scarcity or it's not going to be enough for me, so I'm not going to even show up. Right. Um, That's dope. There has been so many opportunities that happen for me. Um, my friend, took, shout out to Stephanie, um, she took me to this like entrepreneurial event um, by the Black Star Project. And that day, I was really thinking about not going, but I've had a history of flaking out. Mm-hmm. And that really has to do, like, has has a direct reflection with fear, you know, yeah. flaking out. So, someone was like, no, you got to stand up and be a different bitch this year. Yes. Like, you need to show up. Yes. And so, I've been trying to practice showing up. I don't care. If I don't feel like I have enough. Yeah. When I get there, there will be enough. Just and get so there. when, yes. And so, when I went there... I mean, I didn't even know that I would have to present my business or organization. Oh, I um, saw that clip yes, on Facebook. Girl, I was not ready. It was ready. organic. Girl, it was when perfect. I, girl, when I tell you someone else had like this PowerPoint presentation and my stomach is just turning like, girl, you ain't ready. But you are enough though. That's what I'm saying. Like it's always this internal, you know, battle between you yeah. ain't ready, but let me show up and show out. That's what God's yeah. saying to me like. Sit down, decrease so I can increase, right? Right. But so many times you don't show up because you feel like you don't have enough. So that's why I say. You have to have the courage for yourself. And so I ended up walking away second place. And I was like amazed because I wasn't going to even go. Like I was debating not going. So that's why I say. You were supposed to go. I was. And And that might not have even been about your organization. That could have just been a confident booster for you. So the next time you ain't having them bubbly guts running to the bathroom. Because I was, girl. I know you were. (laughs) I know. I know when I get nervous. Woo, woo. <laughs> Gotta grab that emotion. When she busts out with that laptop and presentation, I'm like, I do not have no PowerPoint presentation at all. Not even no cue cards. Because you no didn't need cards. one. You didn't need and one. I think God is really trying to show up and show out in my life. Like you don't have to have it together. Like just show up. Like this. Yep. So that's why I say this mentality mm. of scarcity. Not settling. We're Can't even go. doing Anything. that with our show. We don't talk about what we're going to talk about, like, details of the show before we sit down. We, we just sit down and then it just comes up. There's no script. The only thing that was planned out is generally the themes. When we sat down yeah, that yeah. day and when we were, yeah. we were the themes you know, of the overarching, like, the, yeah. the title of the episodes. But I mean, like, our conversation we right don't. now, Very it's candid. organic. Yeah. Off the cusp. Like, so. I don't even tell you what I have on my notes right now that I'm going to bust out on this episode. <laughs> you won't even tell me what you got on your phone right now. I you don't. Bust out I got something for that ass. <laughs> Just know that. <laughs> so, so, yeah. And then my second thing outside of not settling for anything that reeks of scarcity. Um, I mean, that encompasses so many categories. Right. My second thing is not settling for anything. If it does not make me tingle, I'm not doing it. Meaning if I don't tingle when I think about doing it, it's not getting done. I'm about black joy. I'm about self-pleasure. I'm about connecting to the divine. Shout out to Rashida Kambe of Woman Untamed. Um, She was so instrumental in, in showing how being connected to your senses, like being present and not numbed out in any area of your life. Because it's so often we compartmentalize the areas we're going to show up to ourselves and then we numb other areas because of scarcity or fear Mm -hmm. she teaches that you need to be connected like all wires need to be connected into your circuitry in order for you to be connected to the divine because god made you that way god created you to be fully present fully aware in your senses and anything that causes you to numb Mm-hmm. Or check out and go on automatic, you know, automaton, robotic mode. 
you're not present. And that's when dysfunctional shit happens. So anything that doesn't make me tingle, if that means, you know, reevaluating some prior commitments that I made while I was yes. unconscious and backing out and re- recalling my energy from yeah. some things, that's what it means. I need to be... Girl, back I need to be buzzing and tingling all the way through 2017. All the way till New Year's Eve. <laughs> all the way till 11.59. So, yeah, those are my two things. Those are great things yeah. to not settle on. At all. I think everyone listening should come up with their top two and maybe more. Come up with things that you're not settling with and share it with us. Yes, please go on the Become She Facebook page and... Give list them list know? them we want to read them we want to read them and be inspired so so love what? love the title of the episode she loves love. <laughs> so many things i've got to tell you so what we're we gonna say about love today love. <laughs> a word that comes. come on <laughs> that was the original yes it was come on kirk come on Come on, new nation. Stomp. <laughs> now you done switch. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Okay, so love. Um, so I've been thinking um, for the past few weeks, mm-hmm. actually for the past few months, wow. what love means. And I've had a conversation with you about it. Like, what what is the definition of love? How do you know when you love someone? And this could be a, a partner, friendship, family, yeah. whoever. And I came up with, my definition of love and I want to share come on okay 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 so for me um love is sacrifice when I think about all the people in my life that I love there's pretty much nothing that I wouldn't do for them and that's a very select hand few people I'm not talking about like yeah you know top five um (laughs) even if it means that may not be the best thing for me or a short-term settle I will do for mm-hmm. those that I love. Um, and more so speaking on relationships, if there's something that I've always wanted or didn't want that's not so pertinent to who I am, if I'm willing to shift that or let go of it, that means that maybe I'm getting closer to loving you because I'm willing to shed something, sacrifice something um, of myself or of the situation that I normally wouldn't. So it's being open enough to really let you in. Yeah. So for me, that's that's a sacrifice, I think. So that's my definition of love. And I also think about even removing um, uh, romantic relationships, when I think about my mother, um, my aunts whom I love, there's things that I've done that I didn't want to do, that I sacrificed because I love them. And there's a quite a few people who is never going to get that treatment. That's how I know I don't love you because I will not do for you that I won't do for myself kind of thing. I don't know. Love is something that's really hard to define because it's so caveated. Like there's so many different caveats. Like um, when you talked about doing other, doing things for others that you wouldn't normally do for yourself. For me, that triggered love languages, right? Mm -hmm. Because, Remember when we were talking about love languages? Yeah, I think yeah. we were, And um, we were saying how 
you have to love someone in the language that they understand. And for those who don't know what love languages yeah. is, it's um, there's a book by Gary Chapman. Mm-hmm. Well, you could take a quiz online. It shouldn't take more than five to ten minutes to find out what your love language is. But the thought behind the book is that there's five love languages. I believe it's acts of service, um, physical touch, gifts, words of affirmation, and this fifth one is slipping my mind. Quality time. Yeah, yes. That's it. Um, and so finding out which one is yours and finding out which one is your partner's will help you two to pretty much love each other the way you need to and not how you want to love them, how yeah. they need to be loved. Yeah. Anyone you're in a relationship, that can go for business relationships, yeah, yeah. like knowing yep. that this person responds to this. Yeah. You know he what I mean? even has a book for singles, like mm-hmm. learning your love language to and love kids. yourself and kids. Your children. Yeah. Yep. So that's what that brought about to me. So... Even though, you know, acts of service might not be your thing, uh-huh. if you're wanting to express love in the language that someone else that you're in relationship, you know, best responds to, then you're going to, mm-hmm. you know, do some things that you normally wouldn't do for you. Um, so that's, I feel like it's, love is kind of like a puzzle. I feel like there's no one size fit all definition of love. Oh, I feel yeah, like it's so caveated. It's depending on whoever that person is. Um, it's funny that you say that yeah. because I did a little survey yeah, and I asked people what their definition of love is or how do you know when you love someone? And I want to share a couple. Yeah. It will be completely anonymous people. I won't say your name. Um, so this definition is from a male in his late twenties and he thinks love is when you go out of your way for someone you can't stop thinking about them even their presence lights up your world um and there's a deeper level of care that's one what do you think about that i think that's i think that's accurate um this next one is from a woman who is 61 um she says and a lot of people related love back to relation like romantic relationships mm-hmm. and i have to like okay what do you feel about family and friends though like yeah. <laughs> And some people straight up said to me, like, I don't have those. (laughs) Okay. Um, So so the 61-year-old woman said, after the dating process, you'll know when you think about the person every chance you get and that feeling that comes with it. You know love is a funny thing, and remember that. Um, Let's see. Another woman, she is 30. She said, simply, you're willing to put them before yourself. Which kind of sounds like sacrifice to me mm-hmm. a little bit. What you said mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and another woman, she is in her 40s, and she said, when you can't imagine or remember your life before or without them, when they do the smallest of things that makes your heart smile, and this includes relationships, her children, her husband, her yeah. friends, all of that. And let's see, I think I have one more. Yes, so this last one is from another woman. She is 42. And it says, um, think about the person differently than you would a friend or acquaintance. The vibes you get when you're around them. You reread messages, you smile at their name, and you hear their voice. She's currently, like, recently fallen in love. So she she deep (laughs) in her (laughs) definitions. Um, They bring warmth and joy to you. Find yourself thinking about them more often than not, and you go the distance for them with no reservation, no hesitation, and you begin to make compromises. Yeah. When I think about love, for me, it's important to understand, are you defining love with the way it 
feels or are you defining love based off of the foundational intention, like the why, when you mentioned at the very beginning of the show, like the why Mm -hmm. she loves, what she loves, how she loves. Because so often we get caught up in the feelings of how it's supposed to feel or what we're told it's supposed to feel and the sensationalism of it. And I remember an old ex-boyfriend, like, Mm -hmm. schooling me at the time between love and romance. And at the time, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) But as I got older, I began Mm. to appreciate, like, his words. And he was defining for me the difference between romance, which is the sensationalism, Mm -hmm. the The racing of the heart. Yeah. The honeymoon phase. Exactly. The the excitement. And then he was defining what love is. It's very intentional. It is a choice. Mm. That you decide to make regardless if it's rain, sleet, snow, sunshine. Like, love. Um, and at the time, I, I was... I choose to I was love you. A very intentional choice. Okay. So it doesn't and just happen. Exactly. It's, if no fireworks ever went off, like, this is still my choice. That yeah. I'm still going to direct this love toward yeah. you. And so for me, I was like, I didn't get it. I was... I was very young, emotionally, you know, maturity-wise. As I started living life and life started happening to me, mm-hmm. it made more sense. Um, I mean, that does make sense. Because I, I, a lot I of don't... what you were reading, it almost it felt like they were describing the feelings, I yeah. guess, of love versus the intention, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the choice, the yeah. why. It bothers me sometimes when people say, I didn't mean to fall in love with you. Because that don't make no fucking sense. Like, I, when you're talking about choice, like, you choose to have someone in your life. Yeah. You choose to not cut them off. You choose to go to dinner. You choose to go yeah. put some drawers in the extra drawer they gave you. You choose to leave your toothbrush over there. Like, See? you choose to be in their life, and you choose not to cut them off. So there's no accident, oops, you know, one day, like, these right. girls just came up. That is a process that happened over Success time. Success of choices. Right. A series mm-hmm. of choices that you made to get to that point. So, like, there ain't no accident, bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh. Well, I think I understand what you're saying about I didn't choose to follow. Some things happen and you could you could never foresee it happening. But you're right. You never are without choice. So, it's Ever. never an accident Ever. on that level. Even if even if it's someone, like, there's a woman who who has said to um, us one time, I don't remember her name, but she she had been with a man on and off for years, had a child with him, and he just kept coming back. That's how she described it. Like, he just kept coming back. Um, she would say, I'm over you. Have you ever heard the song Shoes by Marsha Ambrosius? No. <sighs> Lovers and Friends, Marsha Ambrosius, that album, the title, Shoes. In, in the song she's talking about, I keep coming back. Um, where She's in the apartment with the guy, yeah. the house with the guy. She's like, where are my shoes? Like, I'm trying to leave, but I yeah. keep coming back. And every time I say that I'm not going to come back, I'm back. And now I'm here laying in this bed, and I gave you all of me, and I'm just trying to grab my shoes and get the fuck out. Like, yeah. this is always coming back, coming what back. I got to listen to it after. Shoes, <laughs> people. Okay. Um, And so I think about that, like, I feel like sometimes we as women, when we keep going back to situations that we know we don't, like we want it, but we know it's not necessarily good yeah. for us. Um, that's a deeper issue that has nothing to do with that person, why you can't let them go. But a lot of people will acquaint that with love and associate that with. But that's dysfunction. It's dysfunction, but that's why I'm saying I feel like love is such a hard thing to define because it really, really ultimately reflects the way in which you have set up energy contracts with yourself. 
energy contracts. Energy contracts with yourself, yes. So yes, recent, to, yes to the new term energy contracts. Girl, um, and I will tell you what brought about energy contracts because I actually saw this clip as I was scrolling through my IG timeline. Okay, okay. And I'm going to play it right now. So it's not selfish to put yourself first. No, it's self-full. It's self-full. It's self-full to be first, to be as good as possible to you, to take care of you, to keep you whole and healthy. That doesn't mean that you disregard everything and everyone, but you want to come with your... I love Iyanla Van Zant. Was that Hold Iyanla? On. Hold on. It was. Hold on just a second. Because, I mean, okay, so she said it's self-full to put yourself first. Is that what she's basically she saying? She did. Listen, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, I mean, I, I can see how some people will say that's selfish, um, but no, fuck that. Like, you got to put yourself first. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let me play the rest of this clip. It's self-full. It's self-full. It's self-full to be first, to be as good as possible to you, to take care of you, to keep you whole and healthy. That doesn't mean that you disregard everything and everyone, but you want to come with your cup full. You know, mm. my cup runneth over. Yeah. What I comes do. out of the cup is for y'all. What's in the cup is mine. But I got to keep my cup full. And so many of us think that, you know, we're going to get brownie points in heaven, like we're going to get into sit in the box seat section, if, you know, if we just give and give and give and give. Now, here's what the Course in Miracles says, which I love. The Course in Miracles says that when you give to others to the degree that you sacrifice yourself, you make the other person a thief. Because I'm a when you start sacrificing yourself for other people, you make them a thief because they're stealing from you what you need and they don't even know it. <laughs> Get that. <laughs> so after seeing that clip, after scrolling on my timeline, on my Instagram timeline, timeline, I actually was stunned. Like I had to listen to it about two to four times for something inside of my subconscious to click and shift, right? Before then, I kind of knew what she was saying, but that was languaged in a way I had never heard before. And now I'm trying to find scriptures to kind of align what she was saying. And it made sense because when Jesus was on earth, he talks about the supreme law because people want to use the Ten Commandments and he was, you know, battling the Pharisees who wanted to use the law to trump what he was teaching to the people. So he says, if you don't obey any commandment, know that love your neighbor as yourself is the supreme commandment, period. Which implies if I'm loving my neighbor as myself, that means you have to love yourself. And that's something that's not really taught, especially to women, to love yourself first. And I think we talked about that a little bit in our first show, the self-preservation, the self-love, self-discovery, self, self, self. Because we've been taught, like Iyanla advised us not to do, to give, 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 give. And somehow that would get us brownie points, and it doesn't. It leaves you resentful, like Viola Davis. I'm sorry. I'm because really... you have nothing else for you. You don't even have not, anything else for you. You're running on fumes. I'm really quiet right now because my mind is blown. And I'm usually never quiet. Girl, my mind was blown sitting up in that bed under the covers watching this video. So, so there's 
<laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna have to listen to that on the way home. But there's two things that are sticking out. One mm-hmm. is the self love. Um, how do you know that you love yourself? And sometimes if you know you don't love yourself, what do you do about it? And I guess that's where your work comes in, your meditation, your prayer, your journaling, your shutting Affirmations. Down, your yeah. fasting, if Come that's on. what takes you to get there. I'm currently fasting, everyone. I'm doing a 21-day Daniel's fast. No meat, no dairy, no added sugar for 21 days. I'm on day seven. And it's really, I did it last year, but it's really a time for me to get centered um, with myself emotionally and physically and just to block everything and mm-hmm. everyone out who doesn't need to be there to figure out where I need to be. I think that's self-love to me, mm-hmm. recognizing that I need that time to mm-hmm. myself to focus and get recentered to move on this year. And then I'm thinking about the last part that you just said about sacrifice because at the beginning of the episode, I said love is sacrifice. Love... Y'all are my girl. I love her, but I think sometimes we have to be careful with the terms we use, and this Mm -hmm. is me speaking to myself. Um, Love is sacrifice, and love is also a compromise. You're never, ever, 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 ever going to find your perfect perfect mate with everything that you want. Ever. Like, what what was that, the 80-20 rule? Throw it out the window, ladies. It's never going to happen. So, like, in a sense, you do have to... um, you have to give and take a little bit. You have to sacrifice a little bit. You have to compromise a little bit. I think what she's referring to is the more extreme sacrificing something that you're is so grounded <laughs> to. Yeah. Like that's different. Girl, I'm I'm blown. I, I was blown. I had like I said, I shared it with several of my girlfriends. You ain't sharing me. I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't. <laughs> Cause I knew I would share it today. That's why. Come on. Come with the combat. I knew I would share it today. But no, um, that recentered some things for me. And that's when I, it was brought to my attention that no one can outlove the way you love you. So the energy contracts mm. that you have with yourself, and it goes back to our last show of self-commitment. If you're not committed to self, you're going to attract all this energy to you that's not committed to you either because love your neighbor as you love yourself, which implies that you love yourself. So self-love first, primary. Yeah. So if you are not loving yourself there is no possible way that people will know that you're being emptied you are making other people thieves like she said and they don't even know they don't know they don't have a clue and you attract energy that you put out i know that for sure i don't know how or why it works yeah i just know because we're all energy beings yeah i know we all vibrate as particles and atoms and but how do you know when you love yourself like what does that even look like your surroundings change and i could say um, Jessica loves herself. I don't know why I'm saying it. I feel that I love myself. Yeah. I make time for myself. Yeah. I put myself first in a lot of things. So maybe that's loving yourself when you're first to you. I think your environment and your atmosphere will reflect the level of love you are on. Just because you haven't gotten to level 20 and you're maybe on level two, doesn't mean that you don't love yourself. There's always a perfecting kind of thing. You can always get better at loving yourself, right? Yeah. So if you keep finding yourself in a narrative, right, where you're losing. Remember I sent you a quote by myself, Fly Kelly, <laughs> that your story needs no villain. So if yes. you always find yourself yeah. as the star of the story, yeah. as a victim, mm-hmm. or you're always blaming someone else as a villain... That might be reflective that there's not enough self-love going on. Because you can never be the loser in your own story. Ever. When you're loving yourself. Right. 
Right. No one is ever a villain. You don't need villains for your story. It's just like super wise. Shout out to Diva. When I was visiting Diva in Spokane, Who I was like, Diva? my friend Diva Logan, the sex vixen. No, I know who she is. Oh, they okay. might not know who she is. We're going to put her on a black women's corner in the future. So, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. we're going to come back to that. Stay but tuned, yeah, stay <laughs> so I was visiting her. She was graduating and I was like binge watching super wise, super wise, just binge watching. And this is something I used to watch with DJ when he was tiny, but she had a, um, a small child. She has a small child. And I was like, okay, cause come on, Zoe, let's watch super wise. So I'm binge watching with her. And something just clicked for me. Like, he is never the loser in a story. He will rewrite the fucking fairy tale story. If he finds himself losing, he rewrites whole, like, lines of story. Like, if Cinderella is not getting saved or something's going on with whomever, you know, Little Red Riding Hood, he will rewrite the story to where he always wins. And something clicked, like, girl... You are never supposed to be a loser in your own story, mm-hmm. ever. So if you keep finding yourself in this narrative, well, they did this or they, they did that or it's this person's fault, this happened to me and yeah. I wouldn't be like this if this person... If Ooh. you are always placing blame or someone is always a villain in yeah. your story, the self-love needs to up. Just up the self-love. Realize that you control your narrative at all times. She loves herself. Motherfucker, love yourself. You just no, say <laughs> love yourself. Woo. You can't be looking with a magnifying glass in the daytime, wondering why nobody love you, and you're not loving you. It just doesn't work. The energy contracts with self is always Nicole. What is an energy contract? Energy contract. Please. How do you yourself. value yourself? How do you see yourself? Are you always like I said? Are you always the loser in your story? That's a problem. You right. need to elevate yourself. You need to be on the starting line up mm-hmm. in your own story. But you're if, a winner. If you're the loser in the sense that you're always placing the blame, this happened to me because of X, Y, and Z. And I've been there. Mommy girl. did it. Daddy did it. Stay tuned for March episodes. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> if that's what it is, um, girl, I have been there. We haven't forgiven those people or those situations that's what it is. as yet. And that's, that's a form of self-love. Is. Forgiveness is a form of self-love. Listen, since we... Yala Van Zandt. <laughs> 21 Days of Forgiveness book. Uh, no, seriously. I bought you told that, me about book that book. In, listen, I bought that book in the summer, and it's supposed to be 21 days. I should have did it with my fast in conjunction, but I haven't. And it's been a book that, like, it sits on my nightstand every night. It's there, mm-hmm. but I refuse to pick it up because I'm not ready. That's and all. that's okay. And when you are, girl. But I started reading it, and the very few, <laughs> few first pages that I read, I was like, it's too deep. I'm not ready. And it's okay to it's okay to not be ready to love yourself yet. You have to figure out why you don't love yourself. Get through those blocks. Yeah. If you just yeah. start reading the book and oh, I'm going to forgive today and tomorrow, no. But you haven't gotten to, to the root issue of what it you is. You have to. Right. That's right. so important. I'm so happy you mentioned that because come on, Yala Van Zandt. TT Yala be breaking me down every. TT Yala be breaking me down every day. But you said TT. TT Yala. That's TT. But. You know, you have to confront some major things to get to the real answers as to why you're not loving yourself. And it's okay. Like, yeah, you have to be patient with yourself. Love is patient. Love is kind. Ooh, Corinthians 13. I actually wrote that down. Uh, verses 4 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record record of wrongs. 
Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, ooh, always preserves. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. So when you think love. about that passage, don't think of someone else. We always tend to think of love as projecting or bestowing that onto someone else. Be kind to yourself. Yeah. Be patient with yourself. Yep. Tell yourself the truth. Tell yourself I love you. Yes. Tell yourself the truth. Tell yourself yeah. I love you. I like me today. I look fly today. Come on. Hello. Uh, so uh. start bestowing more self-love and loving others will not be a challenge. It will not be hard. Yeah. So, yep. So let's segue into Dear She. <laughs> um, I can't with that one. <laughs> Our Dear She letter for the week. Um, Nicolia hasn't heard it, so I'm just going to read. Oh. Dear She, I have been dating someone for some time now. We are in a very good space overall. Over the last few weeks, I have been thinking about love and what that it means to love someone. All of someone unconditionally. I keep going back and forth on whether or not I love or if I am just so used to being this happy, so unused to being this happy that I am mistaking my happy emotion for love. So my question to you is, how do you know if you love someone? Is it even possible to put that into words? Signed, confused, and happy. Pen drop. So I didn't know if you wanted to start tackling it since um i didn't know about this letter you did i don't think it could really be put into words i like i said i think everybody has their own definition of love and what yeah. love means to them how do you know i think you already know if you're writing it in and you're so confused and that means there's some emotion building up in there because if you didn't have any type of emotion at all you wouldn't be writing it you wouldn't be thinking about it so hard. It yeah. wouldn't be on the forefront of your mind so much. So even if you don't love yet, something is there and it's going to get there and you need to make the choice now rather than later whether you want to continue that. That makes sense? No, it does. It makes a lot of sense. I think you need to be honest about the way you love yourself too because so often people project to us what's going on inside of us. So if this person is honoring your energy contract, I believe it's a proceed, collect $200, pass, go. <laughs> but be honest about how you're loving yourself because if you are not being kind to yourself, not being patient to yourself, please understand that if this person begins to show you, you, you can't get mad at that person for showing you, you. You have to confront you and then everything outside of yourself changes. The atmosphere, the environment changes so don't be nervous. Don't be scared to proceed. I mean, that's yeah. what relationships are for, to show you yourself. They're mirrors. I don't like to say don't be scared. Like, I get it. Don't be yeah. scared, but love is scary. Okay, well, don't let the fear paralyze you. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I didn't mean that. Sorry about that. No, you have you. emotions. They're visitors. Let them pass. Observe them. Talk yeah. to them even. But don't let that emotion paralyze you from progress. Yeah. Um, because it can. It can. It will keep you still at a standstill of where you are, and you'll never see the other side yeah. if you let that fear consume you. But just understand that our relationships ultimately reflect and are mirrors, even in ways that you don't understand or even if that you don't like. They still are mirrors to show you you. It's never about anyone else. It's always about you. Always mm -hmm. about you. So 
if this person makes you happy, just always really always assess the foundation of why. Like, why does this person make me happy? Does he make me happy because he flatters me or because he tells me the truth? Does this person make me happy because, you know, um, I, I'm just always this foundation. I'm always assessing foundations, right? Because yeah. I don't want to get caught up in feelings. I want to know the why. So mm. just, yeah, yeah, just keep your eyes open. Why it's okay. do I love you? <laughs> I love you too, Jess. <laughs> So, should we shout out this week's Yes, we're definitely going to shout out Janessa of Robin Patrice. Um, She has an entire line. Um, This lady, (laughs) this lady is the James Brown, okay, of entrepreneurship. (laughs) So, she has a new hairline that she launched um, with her first product that is actually a namesake, Nicolia's Love. Isn't Um, that dope? That is crazy. I'm like, what? So, I need to actually try some out because I heard it is amazing. I've read the reviews. Um, so I'm going to buy some because I don't want her to give it to me. I'm going to buy some. Oh, um, see, let's all do that. Yeah, people, invest. We always want a damn color. Oh, you know, when you, you, I was there for you and this and that. So, like, yes, let's purchase. Let's support each other and support our products, support our movement. You know what I'm saying? That's what Brown Women Corner is about, to support each other. And that means opening your wallet. I'm just saying. Coins. So, yeah. And then she also has um, a feminine line that she has started as well with the Nookie Cookie. Definitely need that um, to keep the Nookie together. Okay. It's specifically for the Nookie? It is. <laughs> Why did your voice just go <laughs> up like that? Yeah. So, I need to buy that and Nicolia's Love as well as jewelry. Like, I have some of her jewelry because she came through for the Flaunt Your Flat Formation meet and greet. Oh, yes. I actually have jewelry. a bracelet from her. She has Dope. she does everything, men Dope. and women jewelry line. And then she also has um let's see. She has a Luxperience a branch of the Robin Patrice home includes Luxperience travel. She's a travel agent. Like she Hello. Everything. You talk about going. Love. Yes. yes. Hit the boo up. You know what? <laughs> Robin I shall. Patrice. Yes. So she's currently on the Brown Women Corner and Check all of her lines. She has a whole empire. Yeah, we're going to put check all, all her, of her links, lines out. all her information on becomeshe.com on the Brown Women Corner link. We're also going to put her on our social media, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, Twitter, all that. So check us out. And um, continue to send, um, think about and send those Dear She letters to us. We mm-hmm. want to know. Dear we want to read she. it. We want to talk about it. We want to discuss. And we want to help you grow. And help you weigh in and get some clarity to move through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, I guess that's it for She Loves. Um, episode four, She Makes History, is coming out February 22nd um, on a Wednesday. You know, how we do every two weeks. Um, <laughs> so that episode, we're going to talk about how we as women have the freedom to be continued. Let's get yes. right on that. Dot, 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 dot. <laughs> so... Nicolia and Jess signing out. Become she, become free.